0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. And 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley.
1: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we take a look at grain markets as harvest looms large across much of the prairies. Ukraine moves its first grain ship to market since Russia invaded in February. Real agriculture talks about the use of drones for crop study. CN releases its grain plan for the new crop year. And the 10th anniversary of grain marketing freedom is marked by the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This
0: is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
1: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices are showing some negative trends as harvest looms large in many parts of the Saskatchewan grain belt. Alan Johnson at Johnson's Grain Marketing has the latest outlook on grain prices. He remains positive despite some weakening of grain prices.
2: Well, pretty well standard here, like a lot of companies, especially this year, bought up, bought up, bought up because they were worried they're not going to have enough to get them through their position until a new crop. And so the market was really strong there for a while. Now it's it's in the last month, it's weakened, like barley and wheat and lentils. Everything's softened up a bit going into the new crop. And in areas like you and I were just speaking about here, like there's lots and lots of rain. We've had probably over 15 inches here in this area, 14 to 15 inches. And we have lots of drowned out areas, but our crops that are up are phenomenal. Like they're just tabletop kind of crops. And like you said, you're out north of Swift Current, beautiful Lots of rain there and lots of crops, but to get into the southwest and lots of different areas of the province are still hurting hurting for rain. So it's going to be a mixture of everything, but overall the markets have dropped, I would say, quite a bit from where they were at their peaks. And we'll see how this crop comes off and how it shows up in here and in the U.S. to show what's going to happen with the markets. I'm still bullish long-term on grain because of the world situation, Jim. I just think the Ukraine-Russia war is... It's not going to go away. I don't think for decades that thing's going to go away on us. And I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's going to last a long time. And then you've got issues all over the Africa, all over the world, where needing grain. Yeah. China and Russia are working together. Like, it just, I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm still long-term bullish on the grain. And we'll see if I'm right or wrong come, say, December. <laughs> Tell me about prices right
1: now. What, what's happening? Let's start off with uh, the pulse crops.
2: How are they looking? Well, like I said, lentils are down a bit. For the spot price on lentils, around 30, 32, 33 cents. New crop around 31 cents. You know, and I'm just giving you a rough estimate of some of these richly lentils. Uh, 32 cents U.S. I've got on one bid sheet here, 28 cents on new crop uh, U.S. bids, and a lot of these richlys go south, so that's why I'm pricing it in U.S. Eston lentils, uh, old crop, right around 38 cents. New crop at 39.40. Laird lentils, large laird's, lairds, old crop, probably around 43 cents, somewhere in that. New crop around 42, 43 as well. Then you get into the pea markets, you've got 13, and in old crop yellow peas. And new crop peas are kind of all over the place, anywhere from 1250 right up to, say, 14, 1450, subject to the time of movement. Like 1450 sounds pretty interesting, but if you can wait till January or something like that for getting, it's so i have got some buyers that are interested in higher prices. Green peas spot price right now 11.50 to 12. New crop same same area. Chickpeas right now 44 cents a pound, and then you get into new crop 44 cents a pound as well. So just cross section of, of of everything that I'm trying to give you here. It's it's hard to peg the market right now because it's it's subject. There might be a company that needs something today, and they'll pay up two three cents more, but they only want that one or two loads or five thousand bushels or something. So it's kind of all over the place, and this happens every year.
1: Coming up, Alan Johnson discusses the mustard, feed grains, wheat, and canola markets. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch Evestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEvestroffs.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. There are some downward price trends in today's grain markets as farmers see a looming harvest. Alan Johnston of Johnson's Grain Marketing says prices have shown some weakening, but he remains positive about the future.
2: Let's start with yellow mustard. Is, uh, right now it's about a dollar and a quarter a pound for a spot price, around 90, 95 cents on new crop. Brown mustard around 90 cents a pound for spot price right now, and around 90 plus cents a pound for new crop. Oriental mustard at uh, $0.90, cents, and new crop around $0.90 cents as well. Just still quite strong in the mustard markets, but there's a lot less of this laying around from last year. They're all going to kind of sucked up in those high prices. But, and good strong demand for new crop. $0.90, cents, you can't go wrong with that, I don't think. How's flax? Well, flax, uh, it's down significantly from where it was. I would say we're probably, I don't know, pro- probably in that, 26 to 30 dollar range on old crop new crops in probably in the same sort of range it just depends on the buyer and whether he wants one load or 10 loads again so that market has backed off quite a bit but still damn good prices for it was you know a year ago
1: how about the feed grains
2: well everything is softened in there the feed grains like we were trading at barley up eight fifty nine dollars there a month or so ago and now you're down you know 650 to seven and same with feed wheat it's just kind of a daily shift uh, i keep going back to who needs something if a guy has to fill an order it's going to be a little higher on the feed wheat i don't i don't even put a price on it because i could be out 50 cents a push on it but it's down quite a bit from where it was and crops are looking fairly good in lots of areas but then we go back to the areas that are dry so i don't know what's going to happen overall here but in the areas where there is rain like around our area here Moosewood and Rokenville, area. The crops that did not get drowned out are just unbelievable, just tabletop, beautiful crops, and and I I think we're going to get quite a bit of volume off here, make up more than make up for the flooding, but we'll see if I'm right or wrong (laughs) again. Want
1: to comment about wheat and canola, the two key crops?
2: I think we're going to, uh, uh, I'm long-term bullish on all all of it just because of worldwide problems. It might take a month or two or three for this thing to come back anywhere near where it was, and canola crops, like in this area, we've got huge areas of drowned out on canola, but... The crops that are up are looking really sweet, and were, I don't know if we're going to see those high, high prices that we saw last winter and last spring. But I, 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 seem, I hate to sound wishy-washy on this, but it's hard to know what's going to happen. It just, it's hard to know what's it depends on world demand and how things. And then we got those canola plants all being built in every area, Like long term, that's going to be a phenomenal draw for grain. I don't know how we're going to export any canola with all those plants going up to consume the canola locally so long-term canola looks pretty sweet as well i think long-term all the grains look fairly good as we hang in there
1: alan johnson operates johnson's grain marketing in Welland.
2: the first cargo ship
1: to leave ukraine since russia invaded its neighbor more than five months ago has run into bad weather in the black sea and is set to arrive later than scheduled in istanbul a turkish official says the cargo ship Rosoni which set sail from the Ukrainian port of Odessa on Monday, is now expected to reach Istanbul early tomorrow. Russian, Ukrainian, Turkish and UN officials are to inspect the ship after it anchors in Istanbul. The inspections are part of a UN and Turkish brokered deal to shift Ukrainian grain stockpiles to foreign markets and alleviate a mounting global food
0: crisis. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on the source 620
3: CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Brittany Warner here with realagriculture.com at Egg in Motion. Right now I'm joined by Lewis Collins. He is the CEO of BioScout. We've seen a lot of drones around the show. I think your guys' drone is doing something a little bit differently. Mostly we've seen spraying technology and that sort of thing. Run us through BioScout, your drone, and what you're uh, what you're looking to achieve.
4: Yeah, for sure. So- This guy right here is what you call an automated spore trap. And pretty much what it is, it's the world first. It picks up all the little particles in the air around us. So we're talking pollen, but most importantly, the spores that cause diseases on farms. All across this place, we're looking at botrytis, we're looking at scuritinia and in canola, uh, head blight and wheat. We can tell you when those diseases uh, come onto your property, come onto the crop, weeks before you could see them, or the symptoms that they cause, which gives you the time and the farmers the time to actually apply the fungicides at the exact moment it's best used.
3: That's, I mean, that's a pretty good innovation. Have, have you guys launched? Is this in production? Where are you guys at?
4: Yeah, so we are now launching commercially. We just got some great funding from Australia and some investment partners there from the Grains Research Development Corporation. So we're now commercializing the technology, we're on at least a dozen farms in Australia We're selling these to to growers, both in Australia and hopefully here in Canada. So yeah, it's a commercial product, um, but we're looking looking for partners to to trial it here in this wonderful country.
3: So with the technology, it scans the entire field, much like a spraying drone would and analyzing the particles that way?
4: So we put these at different spots along a farm, so they're static traps, so we're getting 24-7 information at different points on the farm.
3: Okay, so it's kind of like a weather station that's also
4: analysing sport. Exactly, yeah, so yeah, if you think about a weather station where we do that, but we also do a lot of more interesting stuff when it comes to seeing the diseases on the crop.
3: Alright, so is there a weather station within this drone as well? Yes, yeah. So it's kind of an all-encompassing, and you're saying um, that it detects these spores a couple of weeks before you're going to see anything visible within your crops?
4: Exactly, and the, you know the most important thing with fungicides is really that you've got to apply it before the spores hit your crops, because if you apply it after that, it won't make a difference. Now for the detection
3: side of it, um is it through an algorithm that it's detecting what they are if there's new pathogens and spores and that sort of thing is it going to detect those or does it have to be kind of programmed to
4: detect certain things? So the best thing about our system is the lo- like it learns as we go. So on certain on different properties and in different countries d- diseases look a little bit different. So we can actually get better and better as the season goes on and as we go long through the years on a farm and learning exactly what the disease looks like on your farm and not just on someone else's. And price point wise, what are we looking at here in Canada? Yeah, so about $10,000 per unit, per year. And what that gives you is not just the unit, but the servicing, the maintenance, and also our expertise in pathology. So every two weeks we're on the phone to our growers, discussing what we're seeing, working out if their sprays are being effective, and what we can do better in terms of disease management. On
3: the farms in Australia that this is being implemented on, are they seeing better disease control because of using BioScout?
4: Yeah, which it's it's really exciting. We're seeing a reduction, not only a reduction in in sprays, but actually improved disease control as well. So. I think the best feedback I ever got was one of our viticulturalists just was like I'd never not use it anymore. It, it it gives me a good rest at night knowing that it's not just me making disease surveillance and decisions, I can I can rest assured that there's actually numbers backing me up now.
3: So does this then scout essentially any given like throughout the entire field to say okay there are spores in this area and no spores in this area. Exactly. So it's not a set weather station.
4: No, docked. it can move. So what we usually do is we put like about say five sensors out on a, on a big farm and what we can do is triangulate where the spores are coming from. So if one sensor in the southeast starts picking up something and a few hours later the one in the centre does, we know where those spores are coming from and are probably going to. So you can start seeing where the problems are on your field.
3: Well thanks so much for joining us today Lewis. Uh, this is pretty exciting. Where can folks go to find out more information?
4: Yeah, just go to our website uh, www.biascout.com.au This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at
0: realagriculture.com. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620
1: CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, risk of a thunderstorm. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 70. The high 27 degrees, the low 13. Wednesday, mainly cloudy, clearing early in the afternoon. The high tomorrow 25, the low 14. Thursday, sunny with a high 31, the low 12. Friday, sunny, the high 23, the low 7. Saturday, sunny, the high 21, the low 12. Sunday, sunny, the high 28, the low 15. Monday, sunny, the high 30 degrees. Normal high for this date is 26. The normal low is 11. The sun rose at 527 this morning. It sets at 842 tonight. And around the province... The hot spot is Valmory at 28. The cold spot is up north, south end at 13. Estevan is 26. Saskatoon, 20. Swift Current, 24. Weyburn, 25. Yorkton is 23. In Regina with partly cloudy skies, it's 24 degrees. That's 75 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest, 37 gusting to 51. Humidity is 55%. The barometer is at 100.2. Sunny and Moose Jaw 24, Windsor from the west-northwest 35, gusting to 46. Once again, Regina Park the Cloudy and 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment.
0: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. CN Rail has released its grain plan for the upcoming grain
1: crop. The plan describes CN's preparations for moving a western Canadian crop that's expected to rebound from last year's drought-impacted levels. 620 CKRM's Tanner wallace Scribner talked with David Shidnovic, the Assistant Vice President of Grain at CN, about the plan.
5: So the grain plan is meant to do two things. One, based on what uh, CN knows about uh, crop production estimates and uh, projections of carry-in and other drivers of supply and demand, how much grain and processed grain products does CN expect to move over the course of the 22-23 crop year? And second... CN will outline the actions that it's taken to move those anticipated volumes, including comments on operating crew base, locomotive fleet, rolling stock, and investment in network infrastructure. And based on the, you know, the, the adjustments that CN's made to its operation and planning activities, combined with all of those actions that we've taken, like the addition of new hopper cars, the addition of 57 high horsepower locomotives our aggressive hiring program and recruiting program, as well as the additional net new capital infrastructure projects that we will have in service in Western Canada, uh, leading out to the the ports in in the West Coast this fall. We are in good position to deliver strong 22-23 green plan and deliver results for Western Canadian farmers. Most certainly under the leadership of our CEO, Tracy Robinson, we've made changes to our operational planning activities, and those are paying off. And that's, uh, you're seeing that in terms of car velocity in Western Canada. Yeah, I think it's the fastest since the second quarter of 2017. So that bodes well, as well as the lowest levels of uh, terminal dwell, that's to say cars dwelling in, in yards in terms of measured in number of hours. That's its best level since 2016. All of that means cycling equipment better, cycling locomotives better, and making better use of operating crew base. So all those things are really positive. From the maximum end-to-end sustainable supply chain capacity guidance that CN has out for the 22-23 crop year outside of winter, assuming a number of conditions are in place to be able to achieve those results, including no major mainline disruptions, no major impacts from COVID, etc. CN is projecting uh, up to 744,000 tons of grain and processed grain products per week outside of winter and up to 595,000 tons of movement per week during winter. Does this plan differ from previous year's plans? If so, how? Uh, I guess a couple of things. One, that the grain plan is meant to do those two things that I described earlier, and uh, this is the fifth grain plan that we've delivered, and it covers all of that same ground in a very similar approach. Um, I would say as well that this year there's maybe a little bit more detail about the nuts and bolts of uh, rail operations and planning to provide more context to, to how it is that we go about planning, um, the, the, uh, the drivers of decisions um, around uh, capital investment, those sorts of things. Uh, so there, there's more detail in that regard in there, but otherwise it's very similar uh, relative to previous years, yes. How does this plan address maybe concerns that either farm organizations or farmers themselves have brought to your attention? How does the plan go about uh, doing that and addressing some concerns? Uh, I guess a couple of things. You know, some of those concerns emanated about uh, overall um, uh, grain movement during the 2022 uh, 21-22 crop year, of course. Uh, we had some very exceptional circumstances that affected that uh, that grain movement, like, for example, losing the main line for three weeks in southern British Columbia, one of the worst winters that anybody can remember. And then impacts as well from, COVID, from, uh, from the pandemic that impacted our operating crew base in Western Canada. Those are all realities of the supply chain. Certainly with uh, with all of the actions that we've taken in advance of this fall, we're confident that the adjustments that we've made to operations and planning activities. Combined with the investments that we've made with an eye to future growth like investment in locomotives, new hopper cars, the, uh, the aggressive pace of hiring that we've put into place, all those two set the table for delivering a strong grain plan for the 22-23 crop year.
1: David Shudnovic is the Assistant Vice President of Grain at CN Rail. Last week CN released its grain plan which sets out the specific steps that CN Rail is taking to ensure it can meet the forecast demand from the grain
0: sector in the new crop year. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This
1: segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. Arcolabuildingsupplies.com. The 2021-2022 crop year wrapped up this past weekend. Market analyst Neil Townsend with FarmLink Marketing Solutions says, "From a grain marketing perspective, the year started off strong with solid prices before taking a downturn."
6: I would say that the last four, five, six months of the year was somewhat disappointing. I mean, you know, okay, we didn't want to benefit from you know catastrophically like the Russian invasion of of Ukraine, but Really, after an initial sort of run-up in the prices and a lot of uh, talk about a food crisis and a you know global uh, you know shortage of of grains and oil seeds, really the prices tapered off quite a bit and never never got close to the levels that they got in the immediate aftermath of the of the start of the war. And even more disappointing, a lot of the prices were, ended up being lower than they were the day before the war, which is hard to understand. So I, I think that you know. Uh, the year was also characterized by like enormous amounts of uncertainty and volatility, and many of the farmers in Western Canada started the year with a you know half crop or 60 or 70 percent of a crop due to the the drought. So, I think when we look back at 21-22, we'll see a year that was you know probably offered some good reward, but overall was a anxiety-reducing, uh, an anxiety-producing year, which is best left in in historical books and not repeated again anytime soon.
1: As we near harvest on the prairies, Townsend says crop prospects look quite good, but there are disease and insect pressures and a late harvest prospect. Neil Townsend is Senior Market Analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. All the wet weather this year in southern Manitoba is making some farmers worried about harvest, Eric Sabarin, who farms about 60 kilometers south of Winnipeg, says the roads around his farm are still damaged from heavy rain this spring. He says it's made it difficult to spray herbicide and bringing in the crops will be hard unless repairs are made. The local municipal government says it can't repair the roads until the province approves the municipality's disaster financial assistance claim. Yesterday officially marked 10 years of marketing freedom for Western Canadian grain farmers. On August 1, 2012, it became legal for Canadian farmers to sell their wheat and barley directly to whoever they choose. The Western Canadian wheat growers fought hard for marketing freedom. Saskatchewan director Sherilyn Jolly-Nagel doesn't miss being under the control of the Canadian Wheat Board.
3: But there was all those fear fear factor stories about, you know, the sky was going to fall down if we didn't have the Canadian Wheat Board monopoly to take care of us. So I'm grateful that 10 years later, absolutely nobody is uh, calling to say, boy, we really needed that to come back.
1: Jolly Nagel says she can't speak for all farmers, but says marketing freedom has been a big success for their farm.
0: The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on the Source 620 CKRM. The Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Go from
1: backyard blah to backyard beautiful with landscaping products from Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers. Also brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving Southern Saskatchewan for over sixty years, see Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing downward movement in trading. Viterra prices for canola fell fifty six dollars and fifty cents at eight oh four seventy two. Lentils dropped six dollars at seven hundred thirty one fifty. One red spring wheat went down two hundred seventy at three hundred eighty eight fifteen. The rest were unchanged. Durham four zero eight sixty two. Feed barley two hundred ninety two eighty seven chickpeas $9.25.95, flax 7 dollars yellow peas 4 dollars and feed wheat 2.9956. dollars At Minneapolis, September spring wheat fell 19.25 cents at $8.79 a bushel.
0: It's the Livestock Reports
1: on The Source 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now the latest livestock quotes.
2: This is the micro report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August the second. At our last cattle sale, D1 or two cows sold from a dollar ten to a dollar twenty. D3 cows, ninety-five to a dollar five. Uh, cows for sixty cents to eighty cents. Ephorets from a dollar twenty-five to a dollar fifty-five. They're selling well. Good big butcher bulls, throw from a dollar twenty-five to a dollar forty-five, depending on yield. There isn't very many yearlings uh, moving yet. Not enough for an accurate price quotation. Lots of yearlings are selling in the southern United States, and the prices seem to get higher every day, which is a good sign for us when yearlings do start coming to town, which will be August the fifteenth here in Wayburn, Probably a couple of thousand head at that sale, and it will be a barn burner. This has been Roy Rutledge reporting from the market that gets the cattle and the prices too.
1: And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices.
7: Ham's sold 4,200 hogs Friday, selling in a range of $267 to $284 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 12000 head, selling in a range of $272 to $289 per ckg. Ham's number one sales this week are up, selling in the range of 68 to $0.78 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up 7 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2824. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.87 cents U.S. U.S. cash hog markets started the week mixed in yesterday's trade, with the national region reporting a decline of about a $1 dollar U.S. 100 weight, while the Iowa-Southern Minnesota region was up nearly $2 100 weight. Hog supplies are likely at their tightest for the year, as evidenced by last week's slaughter pegged at 2.291 million hogs, or about 1% lower than year-ago levels. With the heat wave seen through the midwest in recent weeks less than ideal growing conditions have accentuated the seasonal tightening of market hog slaughter and have likely contributed to the support seen for uncommitted non-contract hogs all offered forward contract prices are trading near their highest level the last three months however the market continues to price in a historically large spread from the spot month august to the october and winter months the cash hog index and Port cutout have been firm the influence on futures have been limited the market is looking for more information about export sales that has been in relative short supply Later this week, the USDA will release its latest monthly export values and volumes, which is expected to show good performance by Japan and Mexico, but a continuation of a big slowdown in China.
0: Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley.
1: Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. A United Conservative Party leadership candidate leapt a fence to assist a man who was being trampled by a bull at the Strathmore Stampede east of Calgary over the weekend. A male participant was charged and flipped during the Running of the Bulls event Saturday, and that's when Leela Ahir jumped in. Aheer, who represents the riding of Chestermere Strathmore, can be seen in a video on social media trying to push the bull, which she later described as like trying to push a car. Others joined in and Aheer was able to help demand a safety over the fence. BP says its second quarter earnings almost tripled from a year earlier. The London-based energy giant says net income jumped to $9.26 billion U.S. from $3.12 billion in the same period a year ago. EBP's earnings come as energy companies worldwide scoop up record profits. It says it expects oil and gas prices to remain high due to disruptions in supply caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. On the markets, the TSX is down 25 points to 19,667. The Dow has declined 40 points to 32,757. Oil has risen $1.84 at $95.73 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 77.90 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit gowancanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.
0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.